This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. We are all the way to episode number 96. I cannot believe we are so close to the 100 episode mark, but I am so excited that you're here and I definitely value the time that you share with me every single week. So today in episode 96, we are talking about how to evaluate your current offers. Is your service offering serving you and your bottom line? So if I'm brand new to you and you've just stumbled across the Ops Authority podcast, I want to take a quick second to introduce myself. I am Natalie Gingrich. I'm the founder of the Director of Operations Certification Program. I'm also the leader and the CEO here at the Ops Authority. And it is our focus to mentor and certify women who love operations so that they can in turn create a dream career on their terms and one that comes with ease. I am confident that so many women have a passion for doing that and just don't know how to do it. I've been able to leverage my natural skill set in the operations space. And no, I didn't call it operations before I really dug deep into understanding where my gifts were. So if you're like, what? Am I an operator? Am I not? Don't worry. Hang out here. Get to know us follow the podcast, and you will soon understand if you can call yourself an operator or not. But I am confident that this is something that you can base a full career off of. You can monetize it. You can build your own business. You can work in other people's businesses. But that's what we do here at the Ops Authority. If all of this sounds dreamy to you, you're invited to our upcoming masterclass. We do these periodically. And right now, I want you to go to theopsauthority.com slash masterclass to sign up. In this masterclass, we're going to be spending two days and that's going to be two hour trainings on these two days. So two hours for two days, we're going to be coming together in an actionable training to help and develop you and your career path. We are going to be dedicated to helping you understand where you can get clear on what you, where your gifts lie, what level of service you should be providing to your clients or your prospective clients, and also how to offer services that optimize your skills and your goals. Go ahead. I know you want to hear all about it. Come on over to theopsauthority.com forward slash masterclass. We're going to be doing this on May the 18th and the 19th, and I want to see you there. So speaking of offers, today we're going to be taking a look at the service offerings that you have and make sure that they're making sense for your bottom line. From our last episode, episode number 95, we talked about setting financial goals and we look at those through the lens of a good, better best framework. If you're brand new and you have no idea what I'm talking about, head back over just one episode back to 95 and you'll get caught right up to speed. The key numbers that you need to know every single month, and don't let a month go by without knowing these numbers, are revenue, profit, as in the full profit number, usually in dollars here in the United States, 
The profit margin would be the third number. That's a percentage. And lastly, the income that you pay yourself. So I'm going to call this your personal income. I'd pick one of those to set your good, better, best goals off of. And for most people, they're going to choose revenue. But here in our business, we look at the raw profit dollar number. And for me, to be really candid and honest with you, I was looking at revenue for about the first two to three years of my business. And we have since shifted to looking at the profit that we're making in the business. So that's the number one metric that I judge our success off of every single month. We actually now are looking at that number two times a month because we've just gotten more robust in our data and we brought on a CFO to help us see this clearly at all times. So before you can really get the best value out of this today, out of this episode today, you're going to want to understand and have an idea about what your good, better, best goals are. First thing, when we're talking about offers, I want you to make a list of every single thing that you sold in the last year. So this could be for different levels of support. If you're a VA, an OBM, a project manager, and or a DOO, for example. So if you did a strategy session and you offered that a few times last year, that would be one offer. And then if you had a retainer offer that was, let's say, $1,000 for a six-month contract, then I would call that a retainer offer. So in that example, you've got two different options and two different offerings that you would list there. But I want you to list every single thing out. And sometimes it takes you looking over your financials or your revenue so that you can remember, especially if you're earlier in business and in the business cycle, because I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, I had lots and lots of offers because I very rarely told people no. And I'm not condoning that, but I do know that that's the reality of starting your own business. So step number one, make sure that you have listed out every single offer that you have offered over the last 12 months. The next thing, I'm kind of thinking of this like in a spreadsheet. So the next column would be the quantity. How many of those did you sell? So with the example I shared, if you had six strategy calls, then you would want to put quantity times six, whatever the cost of that is times six. If you sold a retainer package for $1,000 a month for six months and you sold that four times in a year, then you would want to put quantity four. In the third column or the next column, I'm going to want you to look at what it costs you to provide that service. I want you to document it. So this is often called the cost of goods sold, sometimes abbreviated as COGS and pronounced as COGS. But in our case, where we're lots of service providers here, I call it the cost of services sold. So an example of what the cost of services sold could look like would be if you are doing a retainer, if you're fulfilling a retainer contract for someone and you need some additional support to help you deliver on the scope of work that you've agreed to, maybe you bring in a virtual assistant to help you with that. And if you're going to be paying a virtual assistant to help you, then that would be considered the cost of services sold. That would be one number. Sometimes it could be systems and technology as well. But ultimately, you're going to want to take that cost of services sold number, whatever that volume is and the the dollar is, you're going to want to pull that out 
of the product's pricing. So at the end of this, the fourth column you're gonna have is the actual revenue that that product or service offering generated for you. And this is key. You want to ultimately see if the revenue that you made helps you hit those good, better, best goals. You're asking yourself, is this a profitable and aligned service? And you're gonna wanna reconsider, you may want to reconsider your pricing or even offering this at all if it doesn't make sense. And one of the ways that I would get there is by looking at the real revenue. Sometimes we can get in big trouble over the cost of services sold. I know I've done this in my own business where I would bring in additional support so that I could multiply the number of clients that I was serving, but in turn, I ended up paying too much team to help me deliver. So when I looked at the real revenue, which is the price of the product times the quantity, and removed the cost of services sold. And in this example that I'm giving you, it's the labor costs that really racked up on me. And the real revenue that I brought in was nearly as much as I needed it to be for me to hit those good, better, best goals. Let me give you another example from a different type of business model that you may have or may be exploring. Early in my business, I, of course, was new to the online space. I had no idea that the power and the mass of the digital offerings that were out there. But me, being impressionable and feeling like I had something to share, I was super excited to create a digital course. I mean, all the cool kids were doing it. So, I mean, it was the way that I was going to, quote, make it, make it right? So I sold this course I worked tirelessly on for $297. And ladies, I worked my tail off. And I mean, like I got into the most uncomfortable sales conversations and did everything I could to generate 20 sales. So 297 times those 20 sales. To put that product into the world, I had to use software and I also ran some basic ads. At that point, I was probably boosting posts because I had no idea what I was doing, but those are the expenses that I occur, incurred. And those expenses are called the cost of goods sold. And in total, I spent $4,500 in both the software as well as running those ads. So if you do the math, the real revenue that I generated was a measly $1,500 after the cost of goods sold. And this was a huge eye-opener for me and many other first-time course creators that I have assisted. It was a quick lesson in the needs of marketing prior to releasing a digital product. And it also kind of slapped me around with understanding the most profitable path for me to bring home and achieve the good, better, best goals that my family needed. So I'm not discouraging you from moving into a digital course platform. I'm just telling you, if you've got operational goals, if you're a service-oriented person, the quickest, most direct path to profit is going to be through those one-to-one as well as service offerings. Another piece of this puzzle is the time and effort that go into whatever service you're offering, whether that is a product like the course I just described, or whether that's a strategic call, whether that's retainer work. I want you to look at and assess, in addition to the profit and into the real revenue that that brings in, I also want you to look at your time and effort. This is going to be a little bit more difficult to quantify, but everyone knows, I know you know deep down if your efforts are worthy or wasted. 
Another consideration is the extent to which you are using your innate or your natural skills. I am clearly on a mission to help women identify what their gifts are and helping you monetize those so that you can truly live a legacy life. So on that same spreadsheet that you we have virtually created by now, you've got those four columns. The last column was looking at the real revenue. I want you to add additional columns. That column is going to be time. The next one is going to be effort. And the following one is going to be your skill set. When we talk about skill set, this is how aligned the offer that you're putting out into the world that you're getting paid for, how closely it aligns with what your zone of genius is, as they say. So you're gonna be using a scale of one to five. On, let's talk about the scale really quick. When we're looking at time, five is going to be the least amount of time. One is going to be the most amount of time. When we look at effort, five again is going to be the least amount of effort. And one is going to be the most amount of effort. So make sure that you're calibrating the scale correctly. And then that final column is looking at your skill set, the thing that comes most natural to you. Five, again, is going to be something that's really closely aligned to your zone of genius, to the gifts that you have that you were born with. One is going to be something that really doesn't make sense for you. If you've been hanging around here on the podcast, you know that I have a gift of operations. And I would say in business, the least or the weakest link that I have is in marketing. So if I was offering a service around marketing, then I would be closer to that one or two scale because it just doesn't come natural to me. It doesn't mean I can't do it. It doesn't mean that it can't be included in my offering. But if my entire offer is surrounded around marketing topics, I just need to do a quick check of myself and say, hmm, this is really low on that scale of one to five. It probably means that I need to reassess because I want you to look at all three of those, those three columns, time, effort, as well as your skill set. And I want that number, that average to be really high. When you get a real revenue that is profitable, you also are getting a higher number when you average time, effort, and skill set. There, I believe you're going to find magic in offering something that comes really natural to you. The more natural it is for you, the more profitable it's going to be, the least amount of resistance you'll have to show up and to sell this product. Alrighty, getting back to the real revenue piece here, it is highly likely that the most profitable offerings that you have are going to be the ones that are going to help you reach your good, better, or best goals the most quickly. And that's what I want for you. As I was doing research for this episode, I ran across several, and many of them said the exact same time frame, that the average time for a small business or a startup to become profitable is two to three years. I mean, it was repeated time and time again. I'm not sure about you guys, but I didn't have, let's just say two and a half years to wait to become profitable. I was leaving a six-figure corporate executive career and I didn't want our family to feel the absence of that. And I wanted to do everything I could and also honor the skills and gifts I have as well as my family. The service professional space is an amazing way to establish a healthy and profitable business 
with very little marketing and essentially zero startup investment. I know I am very proud that I have never taken an additional dollar. I've never asked for any money from the bank. I don't need investors here because we are. it was so easy to get into business. And I am convinced that if you want to create the most profitable offer for yourself right now, that requires very little marketing and no startup cost, you probably are gonna want to consider a one-to-one service offering. And I have always loved the retainer model, which means that I'm serving the same client month over month, and I have a defined scope of work in which I'm going to do. So I want you to come on over to our Facebook group called the Ops Insiders. If you just search opsinsiders.com, This is our cozy little Facebook group, and this is where we're going to ask you to put this knowledge to work. We call this the Ops Activity of the Week, and for this week, I want you to tell us what the most profitable offer that you have, I want you to tell us what that is. And an action I want you to privately take, you're not going to post this anywhere, is to consider removing those offers that aren't aligned and helping you to get to your good, better, best goal. And in addition to that, if they're not aligned to your skill set, if they were closer to the one, two, or three, I want you to really, really consider removing those and go deeper into the ones that are more profitable and more aligned to your skill set. Alrighty, friends, as we wrap up today, I want to encourage you to join us for our upcoming masterclass where we're going to continue this discussion, really is going to piggyback off of episode number 95 and 96, which is this one. And we're going to help you to get clear on how you can build that dream career while leveraging the skills that come natural to you. You're an operator at heart and you can make a healthy income doing this while leading that legacy life that you dream of. I've been able to do this for myself, and we are on a mission to help other women do the exact same thing, leveraging their innate skills, their educations, their experiences before this. I know you have what it takes to go all in on yourself, and we are on fire to help you make that happen. Head on over to theopsauthority.com forward slash masterclass and get signed up. I really hope to see you there. And most importantly, thank you again for hanging out with me today. I can't wait to see which offers for you are the most profitable. And again, this is all about helping you to reach those good, better, best goals. And if you don't start this work with identifying what your good, better, best goals are, then you're probably not gonna know if this offer is right. So let's make it a good offer. Let's price it correctly. Let's make sure it's not taking too much time up for you. And ultimately, let's make sure that it's serving you and your skills. Alrighty, friends, thank you so much for hanging out today. I look forward to seeing you in our masterclass, theopsauthority.com forward slash masterclass. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.